Control podcast, we review the significance of lactate levels in hypotensive cats in the ICU. Can lactate be a prognostic factor for survival? One of the major challenges we face when managing emergency cases is how to best prepare our clients with the expectations of their pet's condition and prognosis. We aim to provide owners with our best guess of duration of hospitalization, how aggressive we will need to be with their treatments, monitoring, and instrumentation, and whether we think likely that their pet will survive his or her disease. Unfortunately, we don't always have enough information to make these predictions at the time of triage with such limited information readily available. If we could recognize particular clinical signs, vital parameters, or blood work abnormalities that could be used as prognostic indicators, this information would benefit both our medical approach to the individual case and our ability to portray medical expectations to clients regarding their pet's treatment and outcome. Lactate, or lactic acid, is a molecule that has gained much publicity in our veterinary research as a potential prognostic indicator for a variety of diseases such as gastric dilatation volvulus, hypotension in dogs, immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, babesiosis, and lactate clearance has been found to be of prognostic value both in humans and in canines. Lactate can accumulate in the body under two general conditions. The most common condition includes tissue hypoxia with normal mitochondrial function. In this anaerobic environment, the pyruvate molecule is converted to lactate and a free hydrogen ion is released as waste. If the body's natural lactate buffering systems are overwhelmed, the hydrogen ion production and lactate production will accumulate, creating the condition of lactic acidosis. When lactic acidosis develops from tissue hypoxia with normal mitochondrial function, such as hypoperfusion or severe respiratory disease, this is coined type A lactic acidosis. The other general condition for forming lactate is in the presence of mitochondrial dysfunction or abnormal carbohydrate metabolism, and this is coined type B lactic acidosis. There are further subdivisions to type B lactic acidosis. Type B1 is from failure to clear lactate, such as from liver disease, renal failure, sepsis, or even diabetes mellitus. Type B2 results from drug or toxins that interfere with oxidative phosphorylation, such as carbon monoxide, acetaminophen, and ethylene glycol. Type B3 results from inherent mitochondrial defects. Hypertension has already been proven to be an independent prognostic indicator in critically ill cats. Shea and all out of University of Pennsylvania wanted to further evaluate this. They retrospectively evaluated a population of cats with hypertension to analyze lactate as a potential prognostic indicator within all hypertensive cats in their ICU. The authors wanted to evaluate the correlation, if any, between hyperlactatemia and a population of hypertensive cats with survival to hospital discharge. The investigators hypothesized that hypotensive cats with a blood lactate higher than 2.5 millimoles per liter would have less favorable outcomes than hypotensive cats that did not exhibit hyperlactatemia. Inclusion criteria included cats admitted to the ICU at the University of Pennsylvania that had documented hypertension defined as an arterial blood pressure of less than 90 millimeters of mercury measured via Doppler within an hour of lactate measurement. Exclusion criteria included a diagnosis or high index of suspicion of neoplasia, as neoplasia, such as lymphosarcoma, can produce type B lactic acidosis and influence the degree of hyperlactatemia. 
Data collected in this study included direct blood pressure, respiratory rate, creatinine, albumin, and PAC cell volume measured within the first 24 hours after admission. These data points were recorded for the purpose of calculating the survival prediction index. This index was utilized to compare the group of hypotensive cats with hyperlactatemia to the group of hypotensive cats without hyperlactatemia in regards to their disease severity. By showing that both groups did not differ in their disease severity, this study could isolate lactate for analysis. This study found a significantly lower mean blood pressure in cats with hyperlactatemia. The two groups were found to not be significantly different when comparing survival prediction index, pack cell volume, or median duration of hospitalization. In total, 39 hypotensive cats were included in the study, with 12 cats, or 31%, having normal lactate levels and 27 cats, or 69%, having elevated lactate levels. Diseases causing hypotension included urinary tract disease, gastrointestinal disease, respiratory disease, cardiac disease, sepsis, diabetes mellitus, asthma, seizures, anemia, and four cats that had masses that were presumed not to be cancerous. It should be noted that a definitive diagnosis was never made and cancer cannot be ruled out in this population of cats that were included in analysis. If these masses were neoplastic, there was a possibility that type B lactic acidosis could have influenced this study's results. A total of 17 cats had documented anemia, defined as a PCB less than 25%, and two cats were severely anemic, defined as a PCB of less than 20%. Most of these cats had documentation of a pulse oximetry reading greater than 90% to show that hypoxemia was not the sole cause for the cat's hyperlactatemia. Instead, the study assumes that hypertension was a cause for hyperlactatemia in these cats. Unfortunately, this paper did not comment whether pulse oximetry readings were performed in a cats with conditions that may have affected the pulmonary system, such as the asthmatic and cardiac patients. Typically, mixed venous oxygen saturation must be significantly low to cause an elevation in lactate due to hypoxemia from pulmonary pathology. It is left assumed that none of these cats had a significantly low enough mixed venous oxygen saturation to result in a hyperlactatemia, and instead, their hyperlactatemia is presumed to be the result of hypotension. An unspecified number of study cats received intravenous isotonic crystalloid therapy to treat suspected hypovolemia based on physical examination findings. Follow-up lactates were recorded in 27 cats following IV crystalloid therapy, but analysis of these lactate comparisons was not reported in this paper. Of the 39 cats included in this study, only six survived. This report does not state how many of the survivors were from the hyperlactatemic category, nor what diseases were represented in the cats that survived. The mean lactate for survivors was 2.3 millimoles per liter, with a range of 1.1 to 2.6 millimoles per liter. And the median lactate for non-survivors was 4.5 millimoles per liter, with a range of 2.4 to 6.1 millimoles per liter. So, what can we take away from this Vet Girl podcast? The results of the study suggest that hyperlactatemia can be used as a negative prognostic indicator in hypotensive cats. However, there are a few limitations to this study that warrant consideration to the study's conclusions. One limitation that plagues many of our veterinary studies is the outcome of euthanasia. This paper highlights the importance of owner's decision to euthanize and the influence this outcome has on study results because we do not know if the decision was financially driven 
or truly a reflection of the severity of the patient's disease. A possible complication is that cats in this study were administered medications known to produce a type B lactatemia that may have influenced the level of hyperlactatemia documented in these cats. The investigators did look into this possibility and found no correlation between administration of these medications and hyperlactatemia. Another factor that may have impacted the study results is that some of the cats in the study had known diseases that could produce a type B hyperlactatemia independent of hyperperfusion from hypotension. This article appropriately identifies that cats with a type B hyperlactatemia may have influenced the survival rate in cats presenting with both hyperlactatemia and hypotension. In these patients, such as the ones with kidney disease, liver disease, or potentially neoplastic processes, such as lymphosarcoma, the lactate level may not be attributed solely to hypoperfusion. It would be beneficial for a study to exclude cases with type B hyperlactatemia and focus only on cats with hypoperfusion. An add-on to such a study would be to focus on whether correction of hypoperfusion improved lactate levels and had any correlation to survival. Despite the study not excluding the various disease processes that could contribute to hyperlactatemia, we can still utilize this information for its intent, which is to be able to use lactate as a negative prognostic indicator in the general group of cats presenting with hypotension. Lastly, as many of our canine studies have suggested, lactate clearance may be more of a prognostic value than a single lactate measurement. The retrospective nature of this study limited the investigator's ability to make any conclusions regarding whether lactate clearance would have any correlation to survival or duration of hospitalization in hypotensive cats. In conclusion, cats presenting to the intensive care unit with both hypotension and hyperlactatemia may have a worse prognosis than cats presenting with hypotension without current hyperlactatemia. Despite the limitations of this retrospective study, there may be some useful prognostic information when looking globally at cats presenting with hypertension from any cause. Oftentimes on an emergency basis, we do not know the patient's underlying disease process, such as liver disease, cardiopulmonary disease versus primary respiratory disease, sepsis, etc. In these cases, the finding of hypertension and hyperlactatemia may help the emergency clinician to provide prognostic information to owners before embarking treatment of their pet. This information would, at the very least, help to inform owners that their cat will require more aggressive medical therapies and may have a poorer prognosis despite treatment.